0: Hello, and welcome to Head and Heart, a Keeper of the Lost Cities podcast. My name is Katie, and I'm here with my best friend and co-host, Frankie. Hey, guys! (laughs) Welcome back! (laughs) I feel like it's been a while, but it hasn't been that long.
1: No, it hasn't. It's because we've spent so long with the multi-fandom podcast lately that uh, (laughs) this one just feels weird now when we do one of these episodes
0: it does it feels like we've neglected it and we're returning back to like I don't even know our roots I hate to say that but our roots yes uh this is oh my goodness
1: genuinely though I just love this podcast so much it's just it's so
0: easy it's
1: just so nice it is it
0: is so Frankie, do you want to tell them about what we're talking about today?
1: We are going to be talking about our favorite side ships in Keepers of the Lost Cities, which, if you've been listening for a while, you can say this along with us, but... So first,
0: we're going to talk about my favorite secondary ship, Dexiana.
1: And my favorite secondary ship, Torella. Pam and Marella.
0: And we are so excited. Guys, I know we say this a lot, but life has not been treating us the best. And we just want to chill out and talk about our favorite ships. And this should be a great time. So (laughs) Uh, We'll probably get on some
1: side tangents here and there. We'll get on some side tangents, but... Yeah.
0: I have the wiki pulled up with all their moments for us to break down and discuss with you guys. It's going to be a blast.
1: And before we get into that, though, Katie, uh, is there something we want to uh, shout out to them? Let them know about? I think
0: so. Mm -hmm. I almost forgot, and we only talked about it like two minutes ago before recording. We decided to shout this out, and I already forgot, (laughs) but we were invited to be interviewed on another podcast. Yes. It's called the Talking Sam Podcast. Shout out to Sam, who invited us onto his podcast. We had a blast recording with him, and... We just talked about what it's been like being in the podcast space and all these different fandoms, our history together as friends, got to tell us some fun stories. It was a great time. We've never had anything like this happen before, where we were invited on to be interviewed by someone else. It feels like, oh my gosh, we've gotten big enough where we're being invited on by other people. Like it who was really
1: we? nice who are we no it was really <laughs> nice he was so sweet uh yes. asked great questions it truly felt like just a giant q a uh and yes. it was a great interview um so go support his podcast at talking sam on spotify and uh yeah let him know how you felt about it so
0: Thanks yeah. for support, guys. <laughs> yeah, and we can all help each other grow. So that's great. And it was honestly an honor to be able to go onto someone else's show and play like a bit of a different role.
1: Yes, yes. So you guys are going to be, if you go listen, you're going to be so surprised. We are the most polite people. <laughs> <laughs> we were both so, we took On our
0: term. best behavior.
1: Yes, yeah, so we are on our best behavior. They're, you guys are going to listen to that if you do and be like, who are these people? These aren't the chaotic little, like, menaces that we're used to.
0: To so put it in keeper terms and to referencing now infamous or famous quote of mine, you're going to be like, this is not the same Katie who said she didn't care that a 15-year-old boy got stabbed by a bug.
1: Yeah, it was we were on our best behavior, but yeah, so go check that out. But now Shall we start talking about our children?
0: <laughs> our children? <laughs> our little children. <laughs> that was not the word I was expecting to come out of your mouth. I thought you were going to say favorite chips and instead children was They're what my came children. out. They're my children. children. Also accurate. <laughs> I've adopted them all.
1: <laughs> uh, shout out to abnormally Adam on YouTube who calls... Everyone precious on his reaction videos, his children, because that's absolutely where I got it from.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I haven't yep. watched his there. I don't know that.
1: His he's so gotcha. Oh, he's a gay icon. We love him. <laughs> and he you have you're either his uh child or his husband, and there's like no in between. It's great. It's love lovely. It. Go check him out. But anyway everyone's
0: in the family. Yep, yep. <laughs> So to start off with Dexiana, these two are just like the soft ship mm-hmm. of the series. I mean, they are so precious. Now that word's in my head because you just mentioned that. <laughs> um, But it really is accurate, so I don't mind using it, stealing it from you yeah. or that reactor you referenced. They are so precious and just... They're like the fairy tale ship, right? Where they have this cutesy romance, and that's totally up beyond alley, so I'm so happy for her. Oh, it that is. is that, That's the way it's going. As much as Biana has
1: changed over the books, you know that she still, like, she still wants that fairy tale. Like, yes. even, even if she doesn't necessarily want everything that goes with the Vackers now, she still wants that fairy tale of, like walking through a meadow and holding hands and like a boy bringing her flowers or going on cute little dates you just or or him like giving her little trinkets and stuff like that you know that bianna would flourish under that you know she wants that and so i think that's so cute because dex would absolutely the little cinnamon roll that he is he would be so awkwardly sweet about all of it yes and she would totally be like The take charge, like, oh, we're gonna go do this, and he'd be like, oh, my girlfriend's so pretty. Like, think of all the dynamics playing out here, people.
0: They are Cameron and Isabel from my middle grade series. (laughs) (laughs) How I envision them in the future. I'm only one book out of five down, writing-wise, mind you. I've taken a break from the series to write some other stuff, but- yeah, they. I just imagine them being very similar where the girl is more fiery and kind of spirited and then the boy is just like this cinnamon roll. <laughs> but both, Biana
1: is a very grounded character too. Like usually she her, is. Usually her archetype is played in a different way than Shannon wrote her. Usually Biana's archetype, even if they can be a fully rounded character, is played a little differently, whereas Biana, yes. as materialistic as some may find her in the beginning, is actually very grounded. Does she like pretty things? Yes. Does that mean that she can't- You're like, shallow? No. Be shallow or think straight? No. She's a very independent, strong character in her own right, and it's why- until these last two books where she was basically non-existent, she was in my top three for a very long time. I mean, yes. justice for Biana. Mm. <laughs> justice for Biana, ob- honestly.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that she was totally, what's the term? Overshadowed? Pushed to, not pushed to the, Not even that, like, pushed to the side, but also, oh, what's... I can't think there of is the term. A term. There is a term and I <laughs> I know and neither of us can think of it. But you you probably yes. know what we're talking what I'm referencing if mm-hmm. you're listening. So yeah, she was totally just pushed to the side and done so dirty and I hope that we get to see more of her in the finale. This is an issue
1: with a lot of shows I think as they gain more seasons obviously you bring in new characters each season and then those new Mm -hmm. characters start taking over the roles of previous characters and it's always a shame because if you're going to continuously add more characters make sure you have enough of a story going so that your old characters who people have grown to love can still shine and I think that's been happening with these books a little bit is that Characters that we've known forever are being pushed to the wayside a little bit because there's just so much. There's so many other characters, like even Fitz, who you know, we're not the biggest fans of. Fitz has been a little shafted in the previous books as well. Yes, Biana shafted. Has been shafted. I think that was the word I was I looking think for. That is the word. Yeah, Biana <laughs> has been. Biana has it the worst, I think, but even Dex has, like, suffered in the past couple books with not having, not so much in Stellalune. He did get a decent amount in Cellaloon. but yes. in book seven and book eight, Dex didn't have as big of a role to play. Like, it's just, it's kind of a shame. There's, I, I wish Biana had been given more here because it's kind of leading her up for nothing, you know, which we've talked about in our... I think the Vackers are
0: the hardest characters for Shannon to write. I think she doesn't know what to do with them. Yeah. I think she knew the beginning, and Mm -hmm. she knew the end point, and she's having a hard time with the arc, with the middle. We know
1: what to do with them.
0: Yeah, we do!
1: We say it all in our Vacker Legacy episode. Go listen to it right now. We know exactly what to do with them. Shannon, put us on your editing team. Please. 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 We know what to do with them. I promise. If you're struggling... We have all the answers.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll freaking ghostwrite the last two books for her if she needs them it. And I, I don't need credit. I Give just want to it me. done right.
1: Give them to me. Right here. I'll be the devil on her shoulder. You'll be the angel.
0: Like, <laughs> yes, that's exactly how it will play out too. Oh my gosh. Uh,
1: I'd be like, Shannon, there's not enough death. And you'd be like, Shannon, they haven't kissed yet. And be like,
0: i'm over that is here so like
1: true. i'm over here like shannon shannon have grady kill a b-, and you're sorry i just swore but i mean come on and then you're it out you're on the other shoulder going shannon Sexiana, holding hands and it's just like
0: i love it i love that image so much we are like
1: <laughs> if someone is an artist i will pay you to draw that <laughs> as Katie and I, as the devil and the angel on Shannon's shoulder, like me grinning evilly, rubbing my hands together, and Katie like in a little angel pose, being like a Dexiana kiss scene, like I, I will pay you money. <laughs> DM. pray
0: your hands while Frankie has like little scheming hands. Scheming
1: hands, exactly rubbing my hands together. DM us on the Instagram. I swear to God, okay. Yes, pay.
0: Please. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Frankie will pay you. I haven't started my new job yet, so I don't have money to (laughs) spare right now. But Frankie will pay you. She already offered, so I'm picking her up on that as well. I will hang that on my fridge. I don't even care. (laughs) Painted us Uh. a mural on the side of her house.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. I'll tweet it, even though I haven't been on Twitter in three years. Oh my god. Okay.
0: Well, I feel like we are 12 minutes into recording this and we've barely talked about dexiana so let's get back to that it wouldn't be us if there wasn't a tangent i'm sorry that was one of the real. best
1: tangents we've ever had but no we did st- i mean it is a relevant point though Bianna's arc has not it has not had the trajectory i think it needed to have yet because mm. there's so much there that we did talk about in the backer legacy episode that could have been done with Bianna and the juxtaposition she could pose to fits in this entire thing, but their arcs have not right. been built up enough for it yet, which is one of the reasons I'm actually starting to come around to an 11th book. I don't know. Yeah. There's, I don't really want one. I, I wish that this had been done in a way that it could end in 10, but there's so many characters that have not had fulfilling arcs for me because of... As I stated a couple minutes ago, there's just so many characters that have been introduced. They've taken the limelight. So the amount of character arcs that have needed to happen have not. And so I feel feel like like, we would be unfulfilled with a
0: 10th book. Yeah, I feel like though now that Sokief is canon and that's out of the way, the main Mm -hmm. ship is ready to move forward. They won't be pushed into the background as much. So, you know, now that they're the ones left to become canon who need to become canon. Because in book eight, we had. There'll the be whole, more of a focus.
1: We had the whole fits and Sophie issues in book eight, which took up a lot of the side stories and oh. limelight, which was, yeah, painful to get through. And then book nine, we had almost every other thought Sophie was having was about Keith. And so. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> like, a, like a true teenage girl. And by the way, those me sound like negative things. They're, they're, they're. not. They're accurate. In terms of characterization and accuracy, yes. Thank you. They're accurate.
1: They it's are just, dead on
0: and they're good.
1: Right. We're just saying. It did, it took a lot away from other characters, these couple books. The amount of love triangle BS that was going on. With- oh,
0: also, shout out to the young girl I met at church, Bella, who is reading Keeper of the Lost Cities. I met her in the church lobby. I quite literally, I probably creeped her out. Because she's very, very shy. My friend Sandy, who I go to church with, informed me that this girl is very, very shy after Uh. I interacted with her. I looked over, and it was like radar zoning in on the Everblaze cover. I was like, this girl's reading Keeper. And I walk (laughs) over, and I'm like, hi, I'm Katie. I love the series you're reading. How are you liking it so far? Who's your favorite character? Her favorite character is Keeve, so she's a girl of taste. And (laughs) yeah, it was so... Cute. I loved having that little moment. I t- posted about it on the Instagram and, ah, uh, it was so sweet.
1: Whereas my, <laughs> that's funny. So many people with Keith just, it's so, in the first books, especially, I feel like that's when you just love Keith. And my mom and sister. My mom's favorite characters are Keith and Sandor, and my sister's favorite characters are Keith and Grady, and I promise I did not influence them at all. They chose him on their own. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, um, yeah, no, there's just a lot with these characters still left to explore, and as you said, with the, so key, if happening as we've stated um we do believe Dexiana will become a thing by the end we think they're the only other couple that will have an actual like comment on it where they'll be like oh we think we're actually gonna go do something we're gonna go on a date or something like that like they we think they're actually gonna come to a full circle moment within the end of this series yeah and we cannot wait for it as much as we kind of joke about the fedex ship which if it had been given the proper time to cook and develop oh i would have been i would have been sailing the flags we would have been
0: satisfied
1: right but since it didn't happen uh we love dexiana i cannot wait to see this in this book or the final two books and see their relationship develop because we've been getting strong hints of this since book six we would say and smaller hints kind of setting the groundwork for them since book four i would argue Mm -hmm. is when the tone shifted you knew Book four is when you kind of knew how the relationships were going to pan out in this way. You knew it was going to yes. be So Keefe by the end of book four. People who still thought it was going to be So Fitz by the end of book four were lying to themselves. Oh, yeah. So Keefe. So Keefe by the end of book them four. themselves. Yes. All the way. And then you kind of saw that tonal shift with Dexiana in book four as well, where your eyebrows started raising and you were like... People had them as a pairing before then, I'm almost positive, but they, they were kind of like a fan ship where they're like, oh, they would be cute. Book four is when that tone shift happened, and you were like, wait a second, this could be a thing. Yes, yes. A lot I of I people- love the
0: little hints in Solo Loon, even, where, so ironically I have three little favorite moments which are kind of the three only moments mm, Yeah, between Dexiana and Stellar Loon because yeah. once again they got shafted mm-hmm. and those are the three that are on the Wikipedia page reference. so yeah. let me read them out. First of all after uh, eating the fizzlers Dex calls Viana his favorite person in the world. Adorable cutesy mm-hmm. I love it and then he sits next to her in the cafeteria, He and that happens a few times where he chooses to sit next to her.
1: Yep, yeah, and you know what that... So I'm sorry. When you start going out of your way to sit next to someone repeatedly, you
0: have a little bit of a crush. In fiction world, in the real world, yes. that can obviously also be platonic. Like, right. Frankie and I used to sit next to each other in the cafeteria because we had no other friends. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, if we're being totally
1: honest here. It was either I sat next to Katie or I sat in a corner and read my book while I ate because I refused to talk to anybody else in that cafeteria. So on days when we did not coincide, I sat on the damn floor in a corner and read because I did not want anyone interacting with me so so yes obviously in the real world that's different but in fiction there are choices made to push you at certain people in fiction all over there are just tropes and signs and in fiction when you're choosing to set two characters up next to each other all the time it's so that shippers can be like
0: (laughs) yes especially if it's a gender pairing that pairs with the or coincides with the presumed or stated sexualities of the characters. Mm -hmm. It's very clearly going in that direction. Which, you know, most likely because it hasn't been stated, Dex and Bianna are straight. Now I I think Dex is Pan, but we have yes. We've got in reality in canon, you know, they I think they both definitely have heterosexual attraction. Like I don't see either of them as being totally yeah. No. Yeah. No. So, you know, it because of that, especially when that lines up, the author is very clearly pushing you in that direction.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. That's what the flags are there for.
0: So, right. they're- And then ab- the third moment at the end of the book is Bianca picking Dex's group to search for Elysian because he's got all the cool gadgets.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, they're- I hope they shine. I want- Oh, those me too. Those two especially, well, <laughs> The Dexiana two, star shall those shine. Those two and <laughs> who we're about to talk about. I want them to, all to shine. Especially, especially. Uh, I say
0: that and Dexiana could actually be a very pretty star name.
1: <laughs> it could be. Dexiana right? is pretty in general.
0: It is really pretty. It's a pretty, pretty
1: ship name. <laughs>
0: it's better than Sokeith, name wise. <laughs> name wise, yes.
1: Name, name wise. <laughs> to be Dex-
0: perfectly clear, name wise. <laughs> Dexiana is just a really pretty ship
1: name. Like one of the prettiest I've ever heard. But.
0: Yeah. Obviously, relationship wise, Sokeith is the most developed and has the biggest arc and everything. So they shine the brightest in regards to mm. that. But. I think it's interesting that. I do that- wish that the sideships didn't have to be. Push to the background to make So Keefe happen, though. I do, too. But I also think it's
1: really interesting, and I do see where people are coming with this, but I I just personally, it was never for me, but I think it's very interesting how a lot of people still ship Tam and, uh, uh, Biana. Yeah, because I do get it. Their personalities, I think, would actually complement each other very well. I get it, too.
0: It's like third tier ship for me. Yeah. It's not like I said a different word, Uh, like a cuss word. Ship with Uh a P. P. (laughs) Third tier (laughs) ship for me.
1: (laughs) Like, if Shannon had decided to go down that route instead of Dexiana, which we both clearly believe she did, um, but if she had gone down the Biana Tam route and given them more interactions, then I think I truly would have shipped them as well because, on paper, their personalities get along very, very well to me. Yeah, and, and so they would do her work. and
0: Dexis just in very different ways. But very I can see both ways, ways panning out romantically in different scenarios. Yes,
1: they both play to a different aspect of beana's personality, I feel yes. like. Yes. So either way that had happened, I would have been very happy with the outcome. Now, of course, I do ship Dexiana more than bianna and tam because they have been given the flags If we've said we know where this is headed so like i do ship dexiana more but if she had given more light to tam and bianna i think i would have been a tam and Biana shipper however <laughs> that was before <laughs> tam and Marella interacted
0: <laughs> yes but before we get into that yes. do you want to kind of talk about dexiana more yes Um, yes i do i just had to i love okay there are moments like in legacy where bianna and dex hold hands Mm -hmm. that is like a clear sign i'm scrolling through the wiki here she leans on him there's a physical intimacy developing yeah i love i believe it's in nightfall When (laughs) the hair thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is such a clear, that is like, that's honestly the turnaround moment where it starts to get heavier handed. We're like, this is clear ship progression. I'm not enunciating again, ship progression. (laughs) I don't want people to think I'm swearing. Because um, that's been requested for the pairing. And, like, she runs her hands through his hair and makes it all cute and styles yes. it. And, like, it's so adorable! That's
1: such a ship thing, people! It's such a ship <laughs> thing! And I also just love their how they've had to come together. And I love how yes. this started with Dex just, like, he didn't like their family because of what their family represents. And now Biana is starting to see what Dex is seeing. But it's after they've become true trusted friends they care about each other through everything they've been through the two of them had to i don't think people realize a lot of times what it means that sophie was helping keith through so much in the fourth book that biana and dex really yes. had to come together while fitz was healing like Bianca and dex mm-hmm. they probably weren't just alone all the time doing nothing like those scenes when sophie's with keith Uh, Bionna and Dex were probably integrating and you see that in the writing because they seem very close after that experience. I think there's even a few scenes in book four where it's mentioned that the two of them were doing things together. Like they truly had to bond. They were on the run together, people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and you know, we've talked about how Dex is the kind of person to be compatible with Bionna and give her what she wants out of a relationship, mm-hmm. out of a romance. But also, Bionna is so good for Dex and how she uh. lifts him up and gives him confidence. Yeah, Like she says, when he confesses that he doubts his abilities as a tech in the past, I'm reading right off the wiki here, full mm-hmm. transparency. No way, no underestimating yourself like that. You're Dex Disney, you know? And then she references the pink panic switch ring that mm-hmm. he gave her. And he made it pink for her! Like uh, That's so cute! He knows her! He gets what she likes! What's
1: so great about the two of them with each other, too, is they're never gonna be second best for with no. each other. That's the thing here. Biana is a third-born child of an extremely prestigious family. She's always trying to be like, oh, I, I got my ability a couple of weeks before Fitz got his! You know, Dex is part of a family that he's always trying to prove himself because of what the world has told him about his family and with each other well and dex also felt third best with sophie which is not sophie's fault it is not sophie's job to babysit dex's emotions however he felt third best with sophie biana uh has felt second best with Keith. So with each other they don't think of each other as second place that would just be right you are my first choice now because of how we have developed into people and how we now work together.
0: And they're both in the same place where they've gotten over these more immature surface level crushes. Yes. Dex for Sophie and Bianca for Keith and ironically those two get together. Yeah. So it it kind of naturally fits where you know like like fits together not the character. I I swear some of these names. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's not uh, convenient uh, but fits together. It's um, how
1: Zutara should have happened, but whatever. I'm not gonna YES, do. thank you! <laughs> but it thank is So Kiev is such a good ver is such a good showing of like finding true love after getting over insubstantial crushes and and Dex and Biana as well. It's just that's a huge theme in this series is not counting on first crushes and like Letting yourself grow yes. out of them. And Dex and Viana also signify
0: that. Yeah, break. <coughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways. <laughs> and Lodestar, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff on the wiki for Lodestar. I'm going the wrong way. I'm going, I'm scrolling up from the bottom. But mm-hmm. work with me here. Viana tells Dex she's never going to take off the panic switch ring he gave her as a gift. And he blushes, like, cute. It's all Mm -hmm. these little moments. Juleen seems to like her after the big sleepover. She's got mom's approval. Yeah. Mom sees it, you know. There's so many moments. Oh my gosh. I totally forgot about this, but it's actually one of my favorite moments. When Bianca flat out says, acknowledges her fault, the faults in her past character that she grew out mm-hmm. of, which are human, by the way, it's not a bad thing, but she's able to grow past these faults and mature as a person. And she flat out says that if she could go back, she would have eaten lunch with Dex. Yeah. So he didn't have to eat lunch alone. I mean, like, it's so, he catches her when she slips. I don't remember when that is, but the I wiki says that. Oh, you do? Okay. Talk about it.
1: On these snowy steps that I hate that stupid scene. But that's the best part of that scene. Oh! <laughs> that's the stupid Those- scene, Katie. Wait, I no, to No, this is Love
0: Star, not Nightfall. This isn't with the yeah. back backholding.
1: He catches her while they're doing the, the like, I'm almost positive there's a scene with Dex and Viana in, uh, I you know I can't remember all the book names. I can't do it. But... I'm almost positive there's a moment between Dex and Bianca on the snowy steps.
0: They're not s- snowy, they're just, like, steep. But the snow steps are, must be at the Disney house, because of Lex yes, or Bex, yes. whoever's, uh, I think Maybe it's I'm Beck. getting
1: both of those mixed up. I just know he does catch her on snowy steps at some point.
0: <laughs> okay, that must be what that's referencing in Lodestar. I thought you were referencing the staircase scene going up to Mr. Forkle where, you know,
1: i was thinking of are trying that. to see who's
0: taller so to speak
1: <laughs> i was thinking of that but i think actually it's lynn that dex catches in that instance because cam totally teases him he's like watch your hands around my sister and dex is like i wasn't doing anything and, and tam, oh yeah 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 And tam is like i'm joking buddy and it's, it's, it's really <laughs> funny i think i got that mixed up but uh. yeah
0: oh my gosh and That's there the isn't much before that, that. They, like, Dex blushes around her when she says certain things. And I mean, Bianca calls him adorable. Dex like, thinks
1: he, Bionda thinks Dex looks really cute now, we know, though, because she mentioned yeah. how he's grown out of his kind of like dorkier face. He's kind of starting to look a little bit more like, kind of like Keith and Fitz were really, really cute elf boy, you know? She's starting to notice. It's, I don't know. There's so much there. Uh, there's so cute together.
0: Yeah, and then- there's so much in Lodestar. I forgot about all this, but oh my goodness. And then, like, they hug. Bionna pulls Dex into the group hug. And then also, they watch out Bionna for each flat other. out, and this is romantic coding, ship coding that has been done with Sophie and her love interest. Mm-hmm. Bionna asks Dex if he's going to register for the match list, and he says he may not, and she's disappointed. Yeah, I
1: know. There's so much. There's so much there in the match list that we ha- I, we've already gotten gone our thoughts on this. We don't think Fiona's going to register.
0: During the sleepover, their sleeping bags are next to each other's. I There's mean, like so it's much- all it's all these little things. Like, They've become I-
1: foils to so keep in a way because they feel like best friends. They feel yes! like best friends to me which is what I was trying to say earlier when I was saying that they would always be first choice to each other. It very much feels like Sophie and Keith to me where over the course of these books, they are absolutely best friends 100% no doubt. And then Dex and Bianca kind of feel like that at this point too, where it's like they've had to be they've been cast aside, like we've said, always paired together in that role. And so they've, genuinely bonded to a point where they just trust each other and care about each other and they're just the perfect foils for so keith another really funny thing my mom and casey have ranted on though sorry just because we've ranted before about how so keith, sophie fitz fitz and keith are not best friends anymore my mom and Casey
0: Did she called already, already,
1: already we're not even done book three and mom is in case have ranted they've been like because Sophie will call, like, Fitz or Dex her best friend. They've gone on tangents already. Not my influence. They've been like, her best friend. Shut up. Her best friend is Keith. Who has she gone through three times when she is unsure about something? Keith. And then the very next scene is Sophie talking to Keith about something. She said she wouldn't tell anyone else. And mom was like, "Uh uh-huh. Dex is your best friend. Right. And I was losing it laughing because they were already, like, on tangents about this. And I was like, you haven't even gotten to the rest of the series yet.
0: That means they have good narrative instincts, though and are able to read into all this. Oh, they called Brant. Uh, Casey called
1: Brant so quickly, which I did too. I think I knew it was Brant yeah. a second. They don't know who Magnate Leto is yet. I I can't believe it, but they haven't guessed it yet. They have no clue. Oh. They have no clue. I cannot wait. But anyway, sorry, I just had to give you guys an update on. Their reading journey, but um, yeah, no, the Dexiana is just oh, they're pure sunshine goodness, their narrative foils to So and I cannot wait to see how they play out.
0: Not only that, but I mean she cries on Dex's shoulder when they find out Mr. Forkel has a twin. All this I'm noting all these little moments of physical intimacy and their relationship developing because it's all ship development.
1: Who does that remind you of, Katie?
0: Uh <laughs> The main ship? So well,
1: Guys, I'm telling you, you can pick up patterns in certain authors. Sometimes it's like chemistry and dialogue. Sometimes it's other things i will point you out to pairings in shipping-wise for certain authors. They have their own styles. Shannon Messengers is physical touch. That's got to yes. be a love language. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> uh, it is It's physical touch Sophie and Keith can't keep their hands off each other In a uh. PG-13 friendly way But they can't keep their hands <laughs> off each other And Dex and Viana are the same way Yes
0: Yes I think But she's so was- foreign for you Because like, you're such a non-physical like, Touchy person You're like yeah. <laughs> Get away from me <laughs> i turned into a witch i i'm I, i'm presumably like shannon i i crave that i'm like hugs and i mean yeah so
1: <laughs> my at a wedding once when i was 16 17 and this is when i was really touch averse you want to know why i i, I genuinely love Cas brekker so much <laughs> uh, no no it's not that bad but like genuinely hated anyone touching me there are like three people maybe who could get away with it and it's if they were crying but like and my one of my aunts comes up to me at a wedding and she just starts hugging me and I'm like a board in her arms my mom was like Francine she doesn't like to be hugged and my aunt was like oh she's fine if it's me and my mom was like no it's not she's gonna punch you and I'm gonna let her and I was just like this and I was like hi aunt Francine it's really nice to see you and i was (laughs) like
0: that's low-key not okay though like once your mom said that that she didn't stop oh yeah well this is also like how old am i
1: (laughs) 22 so this is like five years ago when boundaries are still the whole you know oh it's okay to like hug someone without their permission that hadn't been really touched on yet so i'm sure it'd be different now but anyway no i just i think of it as funny now just because i'm not as touch averse now but if i was living in shannon messengers world i'd be Stina. Which we ha I have gotten results for when I've taken a test, but <laughs> Yeah.
0: You got be- the hair too.
1: I got the hair. I got the I would be nicer. I wasn't a mean girl by any sense no. of the world. I,
0: I would I not be your girl. friend if you were a mean girl.
1: No, I wasn't a mean girl in any sense of the world. I'm just saying like her cold her, her nicer, colder attributes, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like Stina no, it in makes book- perfect sense. Stina in book eight and nine a little bit. That's a little bit of how I can be around people I'm not too sure about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh. goodness. And then the final nail in the coffin before the ramp up to the final ship development for me is in Flashback, where Biana full says that she has a crush, and that is the final hint. Yes.
1: Nah. No, she's not talking about Keith. Everyone can bug her off with that.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. She is She's so past so that at key. that point.
1: She knows Sophie likes him too. The entire elf world and goblin world, <laughs> every single creature that has ever heard of sophie foster somehow probably knows and she's in love with keith sensen it's like whispered together in string sentences everyone knows so it's not even in every thing.
0: language
1: every language this is sung through the keepers universe is, sophie foster loves keith sensen pass it on it's just known information so oh, like i am wondering
0: if all the ogres know now, now that Ro has gone back.
1: Absolutely. The goblins know. The ogres know. That's why I'm saying the dwarves know. Sophie has bodyguards from every species. That's why I'm saying every species knows, Katie. Because they all see the (laughs) goo-goo eyes whenever Keith shows up. That's why it's so funny to me in Settlilum when Sophie's acting as if no one knew this and then she's like you all knew and they're kind of none of them are meeting her eyes and they're like i mean totally, their head the wall. i totally get her embarrassment that'd be so awfully embarrassing but all the oh silky, yeah yeah they all knew you dummy <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're but, not exactly uh, subtle <laughs> but anyway yeah no
1: Fiona absolutely has a crush on dex like i said I, I i do want to mention again i think that she and tam would have been very interesting for all the tam and fiana shippers out there but we absolutely think this is dexiana all the way
0: yeah and i think it's going i i think shen and messenger paired it up that way purposefully. so we could have two pairings out of it and on that note we have been recording for 40 minutes so yes. do you want to talk about terella we-
1: have to talk about my absolute I'm not kidding you guys if they got more screen time screen time if they got more time in these books they might surpass Soki for me I'm not even kidding I love their stupid dynamic that much (laughs) the very small instances of it we've seen I love so much but also before we start talking about Torella in depth I just have to shout out again that when katie was looking these up on the wiki pages she typed tam and in and the first thing that comes up is tam and keith and i just (laughs) think that might be the best thing i've ever heard in my life
0: (laughs) (laughs) the amount of cam shipping in the fandom is fantastic and it's not even my ship but i don't care it's zuka It's Zuko for this series! It is
1: absolutely deserved, 100%. We've said this before on one of our previous Keepers episodes that, listen, do we ship SoKeefe? Yeah. Do we ship Torella? Yes. But in an alternate universe... If Kevin and Tim had ended up together, I am on the sailboat, because you know what, as I've stated before, the two of them need to go make out in a corner, and that's all I have to say about their dynamic. That- it's,
0: it's giving, Zuka, it's giving, I mean, people who are middle grade age won't get this reference because it's from an adult show, but it's giving Percy and Vax just needing to get it out of their system. <laughs> Yep. From *Legend of Box*. Machina.
1: <laughs> throughout the entire, every time, I almost did, I almost said Teeth and Cam. Every time Tam and Keefe interact throughout, like, book six, two, like, books five and six with Tam and Keefe, I'm just like, can you two go kiss, please? Please. You'll be so much happier after you do that. And then you and Sophie can get together. And I read she-
0: them both as bye.
1: Yeah, which we've talked about as well. They're just. Yeah, Keith being
0: more of a 50 50 bisexual, like equal split attraction, and Tam leaning more towards girls. And then the other 1% is like Keith (laughs) Simpson. Keith's
1: threatened by Tam, one at the start because he thinks Tam's another contender for Sophie, but then he's threatened by Tam, I think, because he has a bit of a crush on Tam. I'm not even (laughs) joking right
0: now. Oh my gosh.
1: Uh, But, anyways, Torella. Torella. Ah, Loves of My Life. I, it's the way I would start a Torella blog if they (laughs) got a little bit more time together in these books, if we had more of them.
0: And you, Frankie, may want to go on and update the Torella blog wiki page, sorry, not blog, wiki page after rereading because there is nothing on there!
1: Why is there nothing on there? The snow-capped mountain scene should be on there when they're going to, like, break out Break into uh what is her name? Why can I not remember her name? Vespera, when they're going to Vespera's little hellhole dungeon thing, (laughs) and and Tam and Morella have that conversation which we've referenced so many times where they're just understanding each other and talking, and it feels like Sophie's third wheeling over here as these two talk. Oh, the amount of chemistry in that scene alone is so important to me. I flipped so quickly.
0: Yeah, there's next to nothing on here, but Morella and Tim talk about how they both don't fit in the community in Nightfall. Is that what you're referencing? Yeah. Yeah, I love that scene.
1: They have other scenes too. It's not even just that scene. Like There are hints throughout these books of Tam and Morella, and I just can't think of them all right now. A lot of people also thought Morella and Dex was an option at one point, but I just think they're very close friends.
0: Sorry, say that again. I totally spaced out.
1: <laughs> I said that a lot of people also think that Dex and Morella could have been a pairing
0: at some point, but I just
1: honestly think they're very very close friends.
0: I actually actively dislike that as a romantic pairing. I'm not a fan.
1: I think they're I th- I don't I don't like it because I think they're fr- like they seem yeah very much good friends who have like someone you've known from kindergarten you know so you wouldn't want to right. date them type thing like yeah like that type of relationship they seem to have that sort of friendship like Marilla I'm saying Crescent. yeah like I have
0: any relationships like that like I know anyone <laughs> from kindergarten I moved around too much for that to be the, the case. only one
1: I the only one I still know from kindergarten is Abby I don't talk to anyone right. else that I knew from them right. but um and we are very much platonic. Thank you very much. But um, <laughs> but no, so those are just the other dynamics people have shown out there. But honestly, with as little as we've gotten from Tam and Morella, I'm going to say it. They have the best chemistry out of these ships besides Sokeef. They have the best, like, just natural chemistry we've seen in these books.
0: They have fantastic chemistry. I'm actually going to agree with that, even though it's not my top ship. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I second that. The organic chemistry
1: between those two characters, I don't even think Shannon saw it coming. Honestly, I think, I do not think that's a ship she saw coming. I think she wrote that scene and the chemistry wrote itself and then there were shippers because it was, there is a lot in that one scene and then there were hints of it throughout a couple different little scenes that I just, oh, oh, I love them. I love them so much and I think they could happen.
0: I'm just thinking like, My character James is such a Tam in my middle grade Mm. series. I need to give him a Morella. Right. (laughs) Oh, you just made a face. I know what you're thinking. No. No. She is not a Morella. (laughs) I know.
1: I know. Katie, okay. It just still upsets me (laughs) after all these years. But no. And then also, wasn't it Morella who Tam decided to we had this conversation last episode literally but i can't remember what the outcome was was it tam who went with morella when they were searching um elision
0: i don't remember don't oh make me God. get the book again
1: oh no don't go get the book i'm just i thought it was for so long that tam went with her so now it's in my head which if she he did we're not gonna check but
0: He didn't. didn't? I I do remember that Tam did not go with Morella. Morella went with Lynn.
1: Okay, 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 okay.
0: Which is a whole other ship, let me tell you, on Tumblr.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just don't see their personalities mixing. Like, I see Tam and Morella's. I see Tam and Morella so clearly in my mind's eye. It's like, it's
0: just right there. Yeah. Romantically, yeah.
1: But if the wiki doesn't have anything else on them, I don't know where to go with this. I'm very upset by this. How I know there are other Tam and Morella scenes. I know there are. Yeah, there's only stuff for
0: two books. What's and, and Nightfall? And there's not a. lot. This is all there is. Oh, you can't even. It's one uh, adjust. You yeah, no, see. that's not
1: gonna work. So you know how that one person put every single Sophie and Keith scene on a Wattpad list.
0: <laughs> I could really use that right now. I can't judge. I mean, I have my sticky notes, so. <laughs> Doesn't
1: Marella say that Tam's really cute at one point, too? I can't remember. I feel like she she, does, and he blushes. She definitely does, and he blushes. Like, I know this happened. She calls him a K-pop star or something. And he blushes.
0: That would be Sophie, though, to have the K-pop reference.
1: Well, not K-pop, but she, like, she says something about how good he looks, and then Sophie's like, yeah, he looks like a K-pop star. Something like that happens. And also, Morella wants to gossip about cute boys, and... That is true. But that's because I'm reading through things. But there's, like, nothing here. There's nothing on the internet. What I'm going to no. have to do is, as I'm rereading, <laughs> is literally write down every single moment I can think of And And upload it to the wiki? And then upload it to the wiki, so if you guys in the next coming months just see, like, sprawled edits throughout this wiki page, that's Frankie!
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but one thing I would like to address is the whole Tam doesn't like blondes excuse, which I can't- Ball. Stand! I can't stand. It. That is a misdirect. That oh, does not mean moments. he cannot like Morella. That was said to make it clear that he doesn't like Sophie, not that he can't like Morella. And Morella's more of a strawberry blonde, as we see on the Stellar Loom cover. I found moments. I found him. Let's do okay. this.
1: In Lodestar, Morella shoots Tam her flirtiest smile and tosses her braids when she sees him across the Foxfire campus. Which is a small one, but listen. (laughs) I I just smiled and
0: tossed my hair, but definitely not in a flirty way, because I do not know how to flirt.
1: (laughs) Tam Tam blushes when he realizes he's the one Morella is staring at, which is just really (laughs) cute. Okay. Uh in Nightfall Morella threatens to burn Tam's bangs off if he does any more shadow stuff without her permission, which is I feel like their personalities keep each other in- They're like an old married couple already. Like, they literally are... They keep each other in check, I feel like. Yes! Okay, Tam, see, Tam smiles in response to her threats. When Tam claims that Lynn has no idea what it feels like to be used to get close to him, Morella applies with, uh, have you seen you? Like, they just... They have banter! They banter throughout these books, which is why I can't remember all of them, because it's mostly just cute banter here and there, and I'm just like, uh, oh. and then... Another interesting thing to note, which isn't a ship thing, but it's interesting to note is that they're both, they've both been trained by people from the Neverseen. Mm. I think they're the only ones with that distinction besides Keith. And Keith wasn't really trained in his ability.
0: Trained in his ability, right.
1: Whereas he was trained in like the abilities all elves have, like staying warm and like breathing underwater. Like he was trained in that much more. But right. uh, they're both being trained by people from the Neverseen, or at least- Tam was, and now Morella is being trained by Fenton. That's very interesting to me.
0: Not mm-hmm. in a shipping
1: sense, just in a like... That's another a way they character can, sense. Yeah, they can understand each other in that way, too. And yeah, then, that's yeah, just I, an
0: interesting dynamic development tool that can mm-hmm. be taken any direction.
1: Yeah, sorry, I was just reading through comments of people saying they ship Tam X ex- Morella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, so I don't know why there's not more on here, because that moment from Nightfall isn't even on here, but... Sadly, that's all we, we can talk about with Torella, because I can't remember all of their moments, because they're so... It's just, like, small moments here and there. It's very small, subtle hints. But if you gave me more to run with with Torella, I would take it. <laughs> I think they'll well, be hinted at.
0: I think I we think... need to talk about that moment more, where they have this camaraderie over mm-hmm. having stigmatized abilities. Because that yes. is something that I think needs to be addressed. They are on the same page with that, and have had so many shared experiences with that mm-hmm. that would help form a foundation to a healthy relationship. Yes. And they fall out, talk about it. They have that conversation where Tam talks about how stigmatized being a shade is and how people view him because of his ability. And then Lila yep. says, um, who do you think you're talking to? I'm a pyrokinetic.
1: Oh, it's so... That whole conversation is so good. And that's where the chemistry comes in. There's there's a a tone to that scene that I don't feel in a lot of other character interactions. I don't know why. I don't know what it was about the tone surrounding that scene. But it had my head on like a swivel. (laughs) I was like, oh... I don't know why, I did, that scene was so poignant for some reason. One last thing of note is that, as Katie and I have said before, uh, we believe that Dexiana will be made canon by the end of this, or at least very close to canon, and then we'll just probably have some hints of other ships. We don't think anyone else is going to actually get together. We think there will be hints. Why Fitz or Lynn, or Lynn and someone else, or Morella and Tam, or... or So, whoever. Whoever she pairs up, we think it'll just be hints, and then Dexian and Sokeef will be the two ships actually standing canon by the end of this series. Especially
0: if there's only one more
1: book. Unless there's Prentice and... Unless Prentice and Tyrkyn just become... Listen. <laughs> listen to me! Out of the kids! Out of the kids! <laughs> out of the kids. I swear to God... If I get one scene of domestic, Prentice, and Tiergan, I'm running with it. I'm running with it and I'm calling them married. I don't care. I do not care if I get a singular scene of them sitting around a dining room table together making dinner. I'm calling them a married couple and absolutely no one can stop me.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm with you. I'm with you. You're just cracking me up with your like your facial expressions, your mannerisms, like the passion. <laughs> I'm very passionate about this topic. But
1: yes, I think that's all we have to say for this. And watch out for the Torella um, wiki page being updated very shortly because now I have to do it because no
0: one else has. And I still have to edit it, but watch out for that Talking Sam podcast episode with us as well on YouTube and Spotify. All right, that is all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And without further ado, happy Dexiana and Torella shipping! Antarctica and Tarragorn and Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs>